This is Mike Kitko, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I'll never be a hustle whore or grind guru, but I do believe in having it all, health, wealth, and a life full of love. Struggle is not the goal, and sacrifice is not glamorous. I like the path of least resistance. It just takes a shift in mindset and the beliefs you hold. Do you believe that you need to sacrifice now to have what you want later? Or do you believe that you can have it all, all the time? Because your beliefs create your outcomes. I choose to feel wealthy, successful, and happy every day, and you get to choose for yourself. Welcome to Lead, Love, Profit, Play, where small business owners learn and choose to have it all and choose to create success without the stress. Look, I'm feeling a little spicy today. I'm a little fired up. I'm, I'm an intense guy. If you've watched any of my videos or, or listening to, uh, listen to any podcast in, in before this, but, uh, I'm an intense guy and I'm a direct guy, but, uh, sometimes like this edginess comes out and I get a little spicy. I get a little fired up. I get a lot fired up. And today I'm a lot, I'm a lot fired up. And I want to share a message with you that if you literally, if you literally absorb this into your fucking genetic makeup and you, you adopt this mindset and you adopt this, this heart set and this belief if you live this truth, if you make this your new reality, you will absolutely not lose, right? You will not lose. When when I look back over the course of my life, and right now I'm 51 years old, and there was this before age 43 and after age 43, all right? So 43 years old, midlife calibration. I don't call it a midlife crisis, but midlife calibration. The What, what it means is it's... What midlife a midlife crisis is, well, I could do a whole podcast episode on that, but what a midlife crisis is, is when you've lived the first half of your life and you realize that you're kind of out of like, out of your zone, out of your path, out of your purpose, off, off the track that is, is perfect for you. Okay. And, and we go through this little identity crisis, whether, whether we, we want to or not, something maybe happens and we start to get these signals and we start to get this. I guess internal knowing that something's just a little off. Now, some people, what they do is they go and they buy a new car or they get divorced and, and remarried. They, they look for something outside of them to solve this problem. And, and what they don't do is they don't go inside of themselves to understand what's happening and where they're out of alignment with their true nature and with with the intended path that life, God, universe really, you know, created them and built them for. So we each have a, a unique path. We each have a, a purpose. We each have a kind of a lane that we're meant to swim in. And if you're not in that lane, if you're not on that track, you will get midlife. You will get these signals and you will get this knowing. And sometimes if you don't listen, it'll, your life will become more and more painful. So, and, and I, I use with my, my clients and, and when I'm teaching, I say first life throws like a little pebble at you. And if it doesn't get your attention then it throws a rock at you, and if it doesn't get your attention, it throws a, 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 a like a brick at you. And if it doesn't get your attention, it throws a cinder block at you. And then a boulder. Then it hits you with an eighteen wheeler. And then it hits you with a a rail uh, like a, a train, a railroad train. It, it's going to get your attention. It's going to get your attention one way or the other because you're going to become so freaking miserable if you don't listen to what's happening inside of you. Now, for the first forty three years of my life, I can look back and say. Anything that I've gone all in on, I've crushed. 
when when I was when I joined the Marine Corps and I went to Marine Corps boot camp, there was no quit. Like I was I was graduating from Marine Corps boot camp. And what what would happen is and I've recently I've told this story a, a bunch of times, but what would happen is we started off with 65 recruits in our our boot camp platoon. And every morning when you woke up, you would and right before you went to bed, you would you would sound off. You would line up. We would line up in two rows in our squad bay, and we would we would literally start to count off. And the first recruit, you know, number one, two, three, four, five, all the way around the squad bay. And on the first day, there were sixty five of us. Now, the second morning, we woke up. the the The, the first morning that we woke up, there were sixty four. And no one asked questions. It was just there were 64. And you'd know when, when there were the right number of recruits in, in the, in the squad bay, because when you count it off, whether it be 65, 64, 63, 62, the drill instructor would, would get you underway for your day. Some, they would immediately send, you know, half the squad bay to the, to, to the bathroom to get, you know, the head to get, you know, teeth brushed and, and, and whatever. And half the squad bay would get dressed, get ready for the day. And it was all like a minute and a half. You know, had a minute and a half to brush teeth, minute and a half to get dressed, whatever. But anyway, when, when you had the right number of, of recruits sound off, immediately the drill instructor would get you underway. So when whether it was 65, 64, 63, when you hit that number, and, and it was the right number of recruits still remaining, the drill instructor would would send you on your day and you'd get started. You just didn't question. Sometimes there were different numbers. And literally we went, we probably, we started with 65. We probably lost about 15 people during the course in the evolution of, of recruit training, of boot camp. And we, we graduated with 60. So we lost 15 and we graduated with 60. So sometimes what would happen is recruits that got hurt during boot camp would go to medical and they would start the process of healing. And then when they were healed, they would get dropped back into another platoon to, to keep training. Right. So. You would lose people. You would gain people. There were different numbers. You really didn't care who came and who went. You were just, you were literally there to get yourself through training and, and be part of the platoon and just do what you're told and don't quit. Some people quit. And that's why we went from 65 to 64 to 63. Some people just gave up. Some people just threw in the towel. Some people were just quitters. Some people weren't there to, to graduate Marine Corps boot camp. Some people were there to see if they could graduate Marine Corps boot camp. Some people were, they, they came in with the, an inkling that they might not be able to make it. Their, their mindset was one of a quitter, not one of a winner. There were some, some recruits that came to boot camp to see if they could become a Marine, not to become a Marine. I, I went to Marine Corps boot camp to become a Marine. I, there was, there was no plan B. There was no quit. There was at no point during the evolution of three months did I entertain the thought of quitting. Meanwhile, seemed like daily, maybe every couple of days, we lost people to quitting. They just quit. They just do want to tell they were done. They, they just didn't have the material. They didn't have the makeup. They didn't have the genetic design. They didn't have the mindset to become a Marine. And I did. And there were people there to see if they could become a Marine. And there were people there to to become a Marine. 
Now, we we got this guy in our platoon that was on medical, and his name was Recruit Hopkins. And you know, uh, maybe one day I'll run into well, <laughs> run into Marine Hopkins at some point. But Recruit Hopkins joined us, and we didn't have a lot of time to socialize. We didn't socialize a whole lot. Every once in a while, you had a little one-off conversation. Maybe you were cleaning together and whatever, and you, you had this little like whisper conversation. But Recruit Hopkins was at medical for nine months to heal from an injury that 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 he encountered during basic training. Recruit Hopkins was on Paris Island. That's where I went to boot camp. Marines train in boot camp, two different places, Paris Island for the East Coast Marines and San Diego for the West Coast Marines and or recruits. And I was at Paris Island, South Carolina, the, the freaking vacation destination of Paris Island, South Carolina. And when I talked to Recruit Hopkins, he was in medical for nine months. And I'm like, holy shit, man, nine months. There's people that come here for, you know, a day or two and they quit. And this guy has been on the island for nine months healing. I was like, what What are you thinking, man? What's going on in your mind? And I've always been an inquisitive person. And I wanted to know what was, what, I love knowing what's inside of people's minds. That's why I do what I do. And that's why I show up the way I show up. And And Hopkins basically said, he said, listen, I didn't come here to quit. I came here to graduate. I didn't come to see if I could become a Marine. I came here to become a Marine and I'm not stopping until I walk across that parade deck until I graduate, until someone calls me a Marine for the first time, because during boot camp, you don't get called a Marine until you are a Marine, until you have graduated, until you know that you're going to graduate. And for us, it was on graduation morning, we were called Marines for the first time. And it still makes me emotional just even thinking about it. Because at that point, you were there to earn the title. Huh. Whew, just got emotional. You're there to earn the title. And until somebody calls you a Marine, you are not one. And on graduation morning, they called us Marines for the first time. And it was a very, very, very emotional time. And like tears, experiencing them right now. There are tears when someone calls you a Marine for the first time because you have to earn the title. You're, you're not giving or granted the title. You have to earn that shit. So what Hopkins was saying is I didn't come to, to Paris Island, South Carolina to see if I could become a Marine. I am not leaving like until I have that Eagle Globe and anchor until on my, on my lapels, on my uniform. And until someone calls me a Marine, like there's no quit in my makeup. And that is the mindset of a winner. That's the mindset of someone who will be successful. That is the mindset of someone who can't be defeated. That if they get, if they get knocked down 15 times, they get back up a 16th. That is the mindset of someone who will achieve what they want to achieve, who will accomplish what they want to accomplish, who will do whatever it takes to create the vision or, or destiny or, or, or to achieve and accomplish what they want to achieve. And there's no quit in their makeup. When, when we would wake up and we went from 65 to 64 overnight, we knew the 64 of us that were remaining knew that somebody was a quitter and quitters never win and winners never quit. Recently, 
I've had the experience of having people graduate from my mastermind, but I've also had the experience of people quitting my mastermind. And, and there's a different energy with them. The energy of a quitter is they, they tapped out before they had what they wanted and they came in for a reason and they tapped out before they had it. And someone who graduates comes in with a design, comes in with a vision, comes in with like something, an outcome that they want and, and they don't give up until they create it. And when they create it, maybe, and they level up, maybe it's time for them to, to achieve something different that's beyond the scope or beyond the capabilities or beyond the, uh, I don't know, the, the academy that we've built in the inner wealth mastermind. And when they achieve what they want to achieve, they graduate. But there's people that show up and they have an outcome in mind and then they give up way before it's time and way, be, way before it's become the materialization and, and they quit. And, and there's very few people in the world that will stay in the fight, that will stay in the battle, that will stay in on the path, even when it's uncomfortable, even when maybe time gets tight or finances get tight, or maybe the, 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 the intensity starts to build or the uncertainty like ensues. There's not many people who are willing to experience the discomfort long enough to transcend the discomfort to, to achieve what they want to achieve. And growth requires discomfort. That's why it's growth. You, you've heard the cliche. Maybe you have that you can either have comfort or growth. You can't have both. You don't grow in your comfort zone. You, you don't grow through doing what's predictable. You don't grow by doing what's familiar. You don't grow by always doing what you've always done. You grow by leaning into uncertainty, leaning into new levels of, of risk, leaning into the unknown. That's how you grow. You lean into things that aren't familiar. You, you go into environments that you're not used to. You experience new emotions that, that you've, you haven't experienced before. You, you go into spaces and you go into circumstances and you go into, in, into environments that you, you haven't navigated in the past and, and it's, it's new to you and it's fresh. So of course it's going to be this uh, uncomfortable. Of course there's going to be discomfort. Anything you want in your life is going to require you to level up and to feel things that you, you'd rather not feel and to do things that sometimes you'd rather not do in terms of just staying safe and being familiar, staying in, in familiarity. That's how you level up. I, I speak in front of large, large audiences and, and the largest audience I've ever spoken in front of is probably right around 300 people, somewhere between 250 to 300 people. And when I started speaking, I was speaking in front of 10 people and teams, small teams. 
And it became really comfortable to speak in front of teams. And I really wanted to speak in front of large rooms, but you can't, you can't learn to speak in front of big rooms by always speaking to 10 people. And when you speak to, when you move from an audience of 10 to 100, of course, there's going to be some discomfort. And when you move from a room of 300 or from 100 to 300, of course, there's going to be some discomfort. But if you stay in the comfort of the familiar, you won't grow. To go from 300 to 1,000, it's going to require some discomfort. It's going to require, for me, to, to feel things that I haven't felt up to that point. It's going to require my willingness and ability and desire to become uncomfortable and stay in the fight and stay in the battle and do the thing anyway. And more importantly, to not quit. And commitment requires not quitting. 99% commitment equals 0% commitment. You're either all in or you're not. And winners never quit and quitters never win. And if you, if you've listened to podcast episodes up to this point, you know that the creation process is, is clarity, certainty and commitment. And you understand. You don't want to accomplish what you want by quitting and giving up. You accomplish what you want by doing things that are going to give you the opportunity and the capability of creating that, but it requires stepping into the unknown. Because if, if you knew how to operate in that space, you'd already be there. Commitment creates luck. Commitment creates success. Commitment creates wealth. Commitment creates whatever you want. I'm living life on my terms with time freedom and financial freedom, not because I'm comfortable all the time, because I'm willing to get more and more uncomfortable. Because I don't, I don't start something to quit. I start something to learn what I need to learn to get where I want to get, to do what I want to do, to be who I want to be. And the winners that are all around me, that are surrounding me in my inner circle and in my network, the winners, they're resilient as fuck and they're persistent as fuck. And they don't give up on themselves and they don't give up on their dream. They don't have to kill themselves to do it. They don't have to, they don't have to worry and stress over this they just stay in the fight until the opportunity that that they they're looking for shows up and then when opportunity like meets commitment opportunity meets persistence and opportunity meets meets like resilience it's just it's not if it's when but but winners never quit and quitters never win And over the first 43 years of my life, what I've learned is that no matter what I went all in on, I crushed. And whatever I half-assed, I didn't. Whatever I went all in on, whatever I committed, whatever I started to create, started to accomplish, started to achieve, I did it. Whether it be the Marine Corps, whether it be executive level positions, whether it be uh, 
getting degrees, whether it be creating new levels of wealth, whether it be whatever. Whatever I went all in on, I crushed. And whatever I half-assed crushed me. And when I realized this, after I got unceremoniously booted out of corporate twice and once in 2014 and once in 2016. And the reason I got fired was because I don't quit. <laughs> I I got fired because I don't quit, if that makes any sense at all. And when I got that opportunity to calibrate in midlife, in that midlife crisis, midlife calibration, when I got the opportunity to reset, I got to look back at what made me successful over the course of the first 43 years and what, what made me unsuccessful. And I saw it. It's commitment. And since age 43 to now 51, what I've done is I've built the life that I, over the first 43 years, that I thought was impossible. I've built the life and I've built the business and I've built the family and I've built a marriage and I've built a lifestyle that I thought was only a dream that it wasn't even possible for me. And the reason I did that is because I got really clear about what I wanted. I, I started letting go of any doubt that I could have it. And I stayed in the fight with no quit date with no expiration date, with no plan B. And if you have a plan B, be prepared to use it because you're going to need that shit. But when you get clear about what you want, when you become certain that you can have it because anything is possible for you and anything is, is available to you and you stay committed to what you want, it's not if, it's when, but commitment is 100%. And it's not Signing up so that you can quit. It's not joining so that you can quit. It's joining up to graduate. It's signing up to graduate. It's entering an agreement, entering a commitment to graduate, not to give up or quit when things get uncomfortable. Success, wealth, achievement, accomplishment, attainment, fulfillment require your commitment. Not half-assed, not half-assed effort, not half-heartedness, not let me see if I can, not maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe, you know, if things go this way, I'll do, I'll, I'll do this. And if not, here's what I'll do. And no, that's not commitment. That's, that's half-assedness. That's lack of commitment. 99% commitment equals 0% commitment. You're either all in or you're not. Doesn't mean you have to kill yourself. It means you have to stay in the fight until you win. And success requires failure. You don't succeed your way to success. You fail your way to success. And every single failure, and I'm air quoting failure, every single failure gives you another insight, another piece of wisdom, another piece of knowledge, another piece of data, another another awareness that you need to pivot, to be able to learn what you need to learn so that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. You don't succeed your way to success. You fail your way to success. And what happens is sometimes with most people, 
people that are living mediocre lives and half-assed lives and compromised lives, the first sign of failure, the first sign of discomfort, they eject. And that's why their life sucks. And I'm calling you to task. Are you settling? Are you committed? Are you not committed? Are you just trying to see if you can do something? Or are you all in? Commitment creates luck. And the energy of commitment is all in without an escape, without a plan B. And it stays in a fight until you graduate, until you win. That's what commitment looks like. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to learn more, go to www.innerwealthglobal.com for more tools and resources. 